0: Hello, welcome back to my channel, This or my podcast, this is Fishnets and Philosophy, and my name is Tyg. The more I do this, I might eventually get an actual proper introductory message, but I'll stick with hello for now. If you watched my introduction video last week, you'll know what I'm hoping to achieve with my channel my brand with everything that I'm pursuing at the moment if you haven't watched it you can go back it's just about 14 minutes long and then like it and subscribe or if you want to just jump in head first with me now that's all good so effectively with my channel I aim to each week talk about a different topic that I'm passionate about and this week I am going to be talking about gender the wild wild west of gender what is this why even is this and I think The best place to start from is laying a solid foundation. For any concrete discussion or argument, having a good foundation is the best place to start because then you can just build up from that, layer it. And that foundation I'm going to start with is the very true statement that Gender and sex are different, so let's unpack that. When I say sex, I'm referring to biology, physiology, chromosomes, genetics, DNA, all that malarkey and jazz. When I say gender, that specifically refers to the societal concept and idea of what it means to be a specific gendered individual. And to understand how there's a difference, I think the best way to picture it is a Venn diagram. One circle, you've got gender another circle, you've got sex. Now, there is that little centre where the two overlap, where they connect, they entangle. But that's a small centre. But unfortunately, society has a magnifying glass on that centre, and constantly conflates the two, which makes Discussions of gender seem like such a hot topic Because it seems like anyone who's Questioning the construct of gender is going against natural law is Rejecting the status quo Which from a rigid stuck in one certain mindset, perspective, that is what's happening, but if society were to get that magnifying glass and pull it away, they'd realise that they had just been zoomed in and focused on one very specific area, and there's more on the periphery which was being ignored. So how did we come to gender? Where did that come from? Now, I'm not going in to go into a big, massive history lesson. Mainly because I have not done a lot of research on it. It's something I'm still in the process of doing. But, on the very surface level, if you look at sex, There is the idea that it is a binary, you've got males and females. Now that's a very simplistic and rigid view, which effectively is incorrect, because it invalidates and ignores the existence of intersex people, who were born with bodies that don't line up with either of the binary. It's an amalgamation of both. It's its own. Those people have their own unique, beautiful bodies. But if we were to stick with the idea that sex is a binary, gender jumps off from that. So with sex, you have males and females. So gender then further extrapolates that. To there being men and women, one on the other, yin and yang, two sides of a coin. But that's wrong. Gender isn't this rigid wall. Gender itself is fairy dust. It's mythical. It doesn't exist. The only reason that gender has any meaning. Is because of people, because of humans. If there were no humans, there would be no gender. And that simple fact should be enough to prove that gender is just a construct, that it is false. But gender has become so entrenched into our conditioning as a society and that's because of patriarchal structures which puts the gender of man on the top pedestal and unfortunately globally historically that gender is still there And it is refusing to let go. And... Refusing to let go. It is clinging on with its dying grasp to its completely arbitrary and old fashioned view of the world. And until people, individuals, start to question the structures they are existing in society, we're not going to see any change. Now this brings me to why I want to talk about gender, why I feel it's an important thing to talk about. And the reason for that is me. If you don't know who I am, I have recently accepted myself and come into myself as a genderqueer, gender nonconforming, gender fluid, non binary person. So what that means is that in the idea of there being a binary system we've got men and women on one side Neither of those feel exactly applicable to me or to any non binary person. Rather, I exist simultaneously outside of that structure, but also within both at the same time. I am a contradiction and that's a beautiful thing and the most amazing thing about all non-binary people is that there is no one way of existing it's how one person feels on the inside so some Non-binary people prefer to reject the idea of gender altogether, it doesn't apply to them. And for comfort, they might present in that sense, in that they'll present androgynously, not looking particularly masculine or feminine, just a beautiful rejection of both. Whereas other non-binary people, like myself, prefer to play in both playgrounds. So, coming back to me, I at times feel very masculine. And when I feel masculine, I want... I feel comfortable presenting in a masculine way. And that's an important thing to understand, because clothing, in its own right, has no gender. The simple idea that certain items of clothing are only allowed for certain types of bodies is arbitrary bullshit. So if a man was to wear a skirt or a dress, that does not make them any less of a man. In the exact same sense that if a woman wanted to wear pants and a full suit, whatever, that doesn't make them any less of a woman. Clothing itself has no gender. But each individual person has their own ideas attached to clothing and how they present. So for me, if I'm feeling masculine, I like to dress in traditional. Additionally, masculine presenting clothes. So shirts, ties, slacks. Because when I'm feeling masculine, that's when. this my clothing to how I'm feeling for other non-binary people that isn't the case clothing has nothing, the way they present has nothing to do with how they're feeling and that's the beautiful thing about how fluid and fluctuating gender is it is unique to every single individual and every single individual is valid and then on the flip side, when I'm feeling more feminine I like to wear feminine clothing, I like to wear my skirts my little flowy dresses put my makeup on which is another thing men wearing makeup doesn't make them any less of a man or less masculine there are some times when I actually do am feeling masculine where I still want to wear makeup or wear my tie my pants, my shirts but I'll throw on some eyeliner or mascara some eyeshadow because these things that we use to move about in the world show ourselves off. On their own, have no gender. They are simply things. It's only when they are in the hands of the people using them that they have a significant meaning. Coming out as non binary was the greatest act of self love that I could have ever performed. I spent years of my life hating myself and not knowing why. Because I didn't understand that it was okay to not. Fit into either category fully. When I was growing up, I was never a macho man, a lad's lad, one of the boys. That wasn't me. I was always a sensitive boy. Another ridiculous idea that showing emotion, being sensitive, somehow makes you less of a man. Another bullshit idea that the patriarchal structures have forced on the world. Toxic masculinity. notion that having emotions, something that is so innately human, that having those emotions and displaying them, makes you weak. It's a flaw. How that idea has caught on into society, I'll never begin to understand it. It's sickening but where it comes from is the idea that men are perfect man God created man this perfect supreme being than women they are lesser men so all the things that are associated with women and the gender of women so being in tune with your emotions having emotional intelligence being sensitive, being empathic being nurturing, being caring all qualities that make a person better are considered a flaw if they're at all displayed by a man so when I was growing up I was affectionate. I was in touch with my feminine side. Quotation marks for anyone listening on the podcast. So that meant that I wasn't a full man, but I also wasn't a woman. I knew that. So I wasn't fully accepted by the gender that was assigned for me when I was born, purely because of the genitalia that was on my body, but I also wasn't part of the the other gender on the other side of the fence I was somewhere in the middle and I thought that was wrong if I hadn't known then what I know now I would have saved myself years of pain and hurt but once I made the decision to accept who I am and to embrace myself it was a light bulb moment. It was like I had previously been inside a dark cage, locked. But now that door is unlocked, and the l- I can see the light. I realized that gender isn't this rigid wall, men on one side, women on the other. Rather, at least for me anyway, and I can only talk to my own individual personal experience, but at least for me, it's a revolving door, and I have control of that door. So I can play in both playgrounds at the same time, or neither playground, but all of it is a realm of possibility for me and I'm in control of that. But being in control of that, I was in the words of Uncle Ben, Peter Parker, Spider-Man's uncle. With great power comes great responsibility. So I, and anyone who's gender non-conforming, or who just says fuck you to the idea of the binary system of gender. Having the control to be able to decide how we are presenting ourselves to the world even begin to describe the telly the power I felt when I first put on one of my dresses or my skirts. The world opened up for me. But with that power comes a responsibility. And that responsibility is twofold. Responsible for my own safety and well being in the sense that there's a fear, there's a fear that when my simple existence as someone who, on some days, is visibly gender non-conforming, my fear is that my existence is going to cause another person who just doesn't understand to react, either with the Still painful, but not visibly hurling of negative words, or the quite probable and harmful physical aggression. Those are very real possibilities. The statistics of transgender, gender non-conforming people, specifically black transgender women, the the statistics of those beautiful people who have been killed just purely for being themselves is so saddening and rage-inducing. So, I have a responsibility for myself in that I want to keep living, but this comes back to saying that that responsibility is too. Full yes, that's a possibility, that's a possibility that I will face negativity, in fact it's almost a guarantee, so I could either A, decide to walk out into the world every day, regardless of how I'm feeling, but present myself. In a socially acceptable way, present myself as a man because I have a masculine male body. I've got facial hair, I've got shoulders, I've got thick legs, I've got typically male and masculine features. So if I always present that way then that means I at least would be safe or B or B I can go out. dressed however the fuck I want, regardless of how other people react. For anyone who's listening on the podcast, I have now changed from my very masculine looking slack shirt and tie into quite possibly one of my favourite dresses, and to go with my brand, some fishnet stockings. I can go out into the world wearing whatever I want and not caring about how other people will react. But this links with responsibility. It isn't my responsibility or any non-binary, gender, non-conforming person's responsibility to educate other people who don't understand. Throughout history, it's always been the oppressor has expected the oppressed to do the educating. White people want black people to educate them, when white people should be lifting their trousers, their belts up, and doing the work themselves. Straight people want members of the LGBT community. To educate them. Cis people want gender non-conforming, non-binary, trans people to do the educating and we are tired. We are tired of having to educate other people. So that's not our responsibility. But when I, or any non-conforming person, chooses go out into the world and visibly reject the structures of gender we are going to bring about a reaction and yes that reaction can be a negative one because the person who is reacting has been raised with a rigid black and white view of the world, and my existence is causing that to crumble and to fracture. So sometimes they react by building their walls up and refusing. To allow themselves to question their reality because of their fear but, and this is why there is a special extra power to choosing to be visibly non-conforming. The but is that sometimes that reaction from just me simply existing, that reaction, can be them deciding to question. It can bring about a positive change in someone else's life. So no, it isn't anyone's responsibility, it isn't my responsibility to bring about that change but if me simply being visible if my simple existence can have a positive impact in someone else's life then that's fucking amazing and that's all the more reason to just continue being me to not give in to fear to not give in to hate to not allow those negative voices that are trying to tear me down to not let them win because of the possibility of helping someone else either just acknowledge that the world isn't the way they viewed it was as except that they too are different. Just the other week I received this message on my Instagram from someone that follows me on TikTok where I do you know, all the different kind of silly videos, the comedy videos, some dance ones but most of the time I'm wearing my dresses or my makeup and they messaged me to say that they were so happy to have found my page because seeing me just being myself gave them the courage to be themselves they realized that it's okay to be non-binary because they saw me living authentically and that message came through. I was in tears because I felt seen. You just can't describe that feeling. And. That's another thing, when it comes to gender and gender non-conforming people, there's so little positive representation in mainstream media. If there is any representation, it's a caricature, or it's a statistic. Whenever there is positive representation, and not just for gender conforming people, for any other minority, seeing a positive representation of yourself, a real representation of yourself, that makes you feel seen, externally validated, which isn't needed, but it's powerful. So, one of the people that helped me, or two of the people that helped me really embrace myself, was one, Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Watching that show and their progression as they would start to routinely wear more and more feminine presenting clothing some heels some dresses, maybe some skirts as they felt more comfortable in themselves seeing that on screen Mm. and seeing them being celebrated that helped give me the freedom to embrace myself And one of the other people that was really helpful was the activist Alok Veg Menon. And they wrote an incredibly powerful book. Very small, short book, but very powerful, called Beyond the Gender Binary. And reading that book, seeing their courage Mm. as they are just living, Authentically, that helped. Representation helps. I'm going to just read actually some excerpts from. I wrote a few of them. really stood out. The days that I feel most beautiful are the days that I am most afraid. The thing about being visibly gender non-conforming is that we are rarely, if ever, defended by other people in public. That goes back to that fear that I mentioned earlier when I'm dressed like this and I feel amazing but when I'm dressed like this I don't match what people perceive and I remember one of the first times that I actually wore a skirt out in public I was walking through Dublin city and I had my mask on because we're in our global pandemic so I had a mask on which I think is what caused the extra level of confusion but I was just walking through the street and I hear this person no, scratch that man I hear this person out loudly to their friends is that a man or a woman in that skirt and I was walking I kept walking past, paid no heed at the time but the rest of my walk back to the house I was staying in that's all I could think about, just circling in my head, and like Alok says there, if it had been the case that I didn't keep walking, if I had have actually decided to confront this person. Would I have received any help? I honestly don't think I would have. And that's the extra fear. That if you are targeted by people who don't understand or who do understand but don't care. If you're targeted, the likelihood that you're going to be on your own is very high, and that is scary. But we can't allow that fear to control. I spent so many years of my life hating myself because I was allowing fear to control me. Fear of how other people would react to me announcing a difference. Announcing that I am different. Fear of not being accepted. I allowed that fear to control me and because I did, I hated myself. I had no love for myself. So yes, that is a fear, but I'm no longer going to allow it to control me. But going back to those years of hating, and not having a word for who I was, It brings up another quote from Alok's book There are some questions that have no answers How do you express pain when you can't even locate the wound? That resonates so strongly I couldn't express the pain I was feeling because I couldn't locate where the wound was. Now, retrospectively, when I'm looking back, I can see that the wound was the decision to assign the gender male man to me because of the gender that I was born with. And that comes back to this, how intricately linked gender is into society and how painful that is. For people who aren't lucky enough to actually align with the gender they've been assigned. To think of the, all the pain and suffering that could be avoided. If people were just raised, Without these rigid gender structures, even when you go into a toy store, there's walls of pink dolls and playhouses and doll houses and just a wall of pink and that is for girls. And then on the other aisle you'll have trucks, soldiers, wrestlers, and that's for boys. From the second we are born, we are th- into this world that tells us we have to be one way or the other and that the gender that we've been assigned has these specific characteristics that you that go along with it and then that's just with toys but it builds up from there it's clothes some clothes are only for women some clothes are only for men But it's also jobs. Vocational jobs like nursing, teaching. Essentially, any job that involves being nurturing and caring, they're for women. Jobs that require logical and rational thinking, that's for men. Our entire world and society is structured in this ridiculous binary and there is no reason for it and there'd be so much pain which could be avoided if we were just raised without gender now that's not to say that we should be raised 100 percent. Androgynous. No. There is masculine energy, and there is feminine energy. Those are... They're not quantifiable, you can't touch them, but they are real. And... People should be allowed to lean into whichever energy they are all the time, or they are part of the time. And they should be allowed to lean into that energy, whichever way they want. And then that brings. There's honestly, you should read, read Alan Vade Maynon's book. I'm going to link to their social channels in the description, on the under the video and under the podcast because. life-changing but this is another simple one which I wouldn't even have to read from the book but it's just so true gender is not what people look like to other people it is what we are know ourselves to be and this is exceptionally true for people who are visibly non-conforming, someone like me I had a comment said to me a few weeks ago about this person said that they could do my makeup in such a way so that I could pass better. And what does pass mean? Well, what that means is that. Transgender and non-binary people, but specifically transgender people who are going from one gender to another are socially acceptable if they visibly look like the gender that they want or that they are internally so, a trans woman Will be accepted if they have large breasts, large ass, long flowing hair, hourglass figure. They look like a Victoria's Secret model. Trans men will be accepted if they've got facial hair, muscles. But if you're a transgender or non-binary person, who doesn't fit into that rigid acceptance, then all of a sudden, you aren't accepted because you don't pass, you're judged. And gender is not how other people perceive us to be, it's who we know ourselves to be. So even when I'm going out in the world, and I am incredibly masculine, presenting full suit and tie, I'm still not a man. I'm a non-binary, gender non-conforming person. back to what I was saying earlier about how there would be so much pain which could be avoided if we were raised without gender. This really is going to be hit home by another excerpt from Alok's book. Gender is a story, not a word. There are as many ways to be a woman as there are women. There are as many ways to be a man as there are men. There are as many ways to be non-binary as there are non-binary people. This complexity is not chaos, it just is. We do not need to be universal, to be valid. We should be able to decide what the clothes and the colours we adorn, the bodies we inhabit, and the people we love mean to us. Without the gender binary, there will be no more restrictive definitions of woman and man, masculinity and femininity. Instead, there will just be your definition, one of many. So, I think I'm gonna call it for now. And the thing about gender is that, like some of those exiters have said, like I've said, it isn't rigid, it's fluid, it is a river. You can pop in and out at any point. So, that's why it can't be condensed into just one episode. It's not gonna be my only time I'll be talking about it. It will constantly come up. But I just wanted to give a free flowing very unstructured discussion of it. But yeah, I'm going to call it that, so as I said I'm going to have Alex links below. Please if you're watching this and um, subscribe to my video and to my channel. Click the little bell for the notifications, that really helps the algorithm for my videos to get out there. If you're listening on the podcast, please like, subscribe, review. My podcast is on Spotify, Apple, Google, anywhere you can get podcasts, you'll find it there. I'm on Instagram as Fishnets and Philosophy. TikTok as well. And yeah, I hope to see more of you around and to just keep doing this. I'm going to keep just talking each week at different topics that I really want to talk about. I might do this one as a part one of gender and do a part two next week because there's just so much to focus on. This one was a little bit free flowing and less structured. Next week's one I might bring a bit more of a a script or a plan to it, or it will be free-flowing like this one as well. Anyway, thanks for watching and thanks for listening. I've been Tyg and this is Fishnets and Philosophy.